on this episode of This is Game Boy Light. I'm not a bishop android. I'm very human. Another installment of This Is Game Boy Light. I am Belthic Gaming, and today we are going to be talking about Alien 3 for the Game Boy. Many of you probably had no idea this game was for the Game Boy. Um, but before we dive into Alien 3, uh, let me give you a little update of what I've been up to. Um, phase 2 of WoW Classic just came out, which means World PvP in the Honor System is now available in Classic WoW, so that has kept me exceptionally busy um with stream and off stream uh on top of that i've been doing a lot of video editing to get my youtube channel a little bit off the ground uh you'll notice that if you go to my youtube channel now there are a few let's play videos going through that are actually broken up into 30 minute segments uh right now i have man of medan never ending nightmares and i am currently working on year walk which is a swedish folklore horror game uh, on top of that, I've actually started creating a stream schedule for myself so people can see what games are coming up into the future. Who knows if I'll stick to that or not. I've tried it a few times and I've kind of fell off the wagon a little bit, uh, but we'll see. But I've also had a big itch to start speedrunning again. Um, I, told, I told people on Twitter that I'm going to dedicate a week in December to learn five NES speedruns, uh, which is a very different system than what I'm used to. I typically speedrun Game Boy games. Um, I'm kind of branching out a little bit and getting out of my comfort zone and going into NES right now. So a little the uh, quote unquote big boy system. Um, so yeah, as I mentioned at the start of this uh, little segment here, we are going to deep dive into Alien 3. And when we come back from this short little break, I have a very, very delightful surprise for you all. Please stay tuned. everybody so alien 3 on the game boy is a very unique game in that it alien 3 on game boy is the only was the only alien 3 developed by bit studio all other development for alien 3 was done by probe so the super nintendo the genesis the game gear etc all of those were created by probe However, the Game Boy was developed by Bits Studio, whom you probably have heard of a little bit with R-Type. Um, and the developer that created Alien 3, his name is Jason Austin. Um, this game was published by LJN, so a lot of people were like, oh god, LJN game. Uh. It's honestly not that bad of a game. We'll dive into the game mechanics a little bit later. 
Uh, this game was released in October of 1992. Mind you, Alien 3 the movie was released in May of 1992. So, a few months to make up a game. Uh, fun fact, this game was developed in five weeks. So, this game is a top-down action-adventure game um, that, honestly, many people that have played this game and have actually figured out how to play the game. Um, consider this to be a survival horror game. And honestly, it could be the only survival horror game on the Game Boy. Um, you start off as Ripley. Uh, you, you not even start, you play as Ripley. Um, and you start off in the infirmary. So if you've watched Alien 3 the movie, once, um, what is it, EV2, EV Unit 2650 crashes into the planet next to Fury 161 prison. Um, Ripley is the only survivor, and they take her to the infirmary uh, to heal and everything else. So once you boot up the game and you get going, you are greeted with a little circle on the ground, almost like a little sphere. And when you, ho and you go walk over it and you press select to bring up the, essentially the item menu, uh, you have to pick this up. Well, this item is called the Cattle Prod. There's no Cattle Prod in the movie, mind you. Um, Fury 161 has zero weapons in the prison. For a maximum security prison, Fury 161 has no weapons. The only thing it really has is torches and flashlights. Um, so we're already kind of going off script from the movie, which makes sense because you need to keep the game you know, somewhat um, entertaining. So, as we, we... We can't grab the cattle probably could leave it behind. It doesn't matter. Once we leave the infirmary, we are greeted with a cutscene. Um, there is a man talking to Ripley. I'm assuming it is Superintendent Andrews, whom is the jailer for Fury 161. Uh, but honestly, in the cutscene, the person almost looks like Dylan, whom is... Um, one of the prisoners that kind of like takes you under his wing and protects you throughout the movie, uh, gives you some advice. But as you, as you walk through this prison, you notice that there are a ton of NPCs wandering around. Uh, it's, it's kind of interesting. You can't interact with any of them, but it's really interesting that, uh, the game developers thought about hey like this is a prison in the movie when Ripley gets this prison there are a ton of prisoners around let's add some prisoners into said game uh, and they just wander around kind of aimlessly as well so how can I describe the look of this game if you've ever played Metal Gear for the MSX or for the NES or have even played Ghost Babble on the Game Boy Color you will find a very striking resemblance to that. It is a top-down action-adventure game. Um, and if you remember in the movie, a lot of the movement throughout the prison is done through ducks. So in these ducks, there are fans. And you better love, you better love knowing fan patterns and turning on and off certain fans to maneuver through these ducks because that is basically the premise of Alien 3. At what you need to do right away in Alien 3 is that you need to find your key cards. So 
Everything is based off of a timing element in Alien 3 Game Boy. When you first leave the infirmary, you're going to get a cutscene from, I'm going I'm to assume Andrews, uh, just telling you, hey, you're alive, that's great, yada, yada, yada. Go walk around the prison, get it, go ahead and get acquainted. All, all good, whatever. So now we go through our basically our first ventilation system, and we notice that there's some fans and some buttons on the wall. Hit the buttons, turn off the fans. Otherwise, if we don't turn off these fans, we are going to get sucked into them, and we're actually going to get killed. If you die twice, it's game over. When you die the first time, Andrews comes up with the custody and is like, Oh, we found you just in time. You were badly injured, but we got you to the infirmary. Here you go. Have another life. But if you die again, it's it's done. Um, so what you need to do is you need to find the first key card. So once we find this first key card, we need to basically maneuver through the prison to figure out what this key card can open. There are three key cards in total in the game, and you must, 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 must carry all three key cards with you at all times because as you progress through the game and get towards the end of the game you need to go through various different rooms and these various different rooms are activated by the different various key cards much like metal gear um so if you've ever watched the movie alien 3 the movie alien 3 um is one alien that that was birthed from a dog in Fury 161. So now that that alien has taken on dog-like, um, dog-like reflexes or or a dog-like look. Um, with that, the game also takes liberties in there are eggs all over the place in Fury 161. There are eggs everywhere. Um, so after a while, after you've walked around Fury 161, you're going to get another cutscene from Andrew saying, hey, there's something wrong. Uh, we found some eggs, or we need to figure out how to, how to destroy these eggs. Okay. This is when the game really gets started. Once this cutscene is triggered, the aliens are going to start to appear. And I say aliens... Because there are many, many aliens in Fury 161 in the game. Uh, in the movie, there is only one. In the video game, there are a lot. <laughs> a hundred or so, just to, to, say, to say the least. Um, so once you get your first key card and you go through the first ventilation system, you're going to come to basically like the barracks uh, where, where all the prisoners sleep. You're going to go through there and then you're going to go to the outside. Now, the outside is a bit weird in the video game. In the movie, the outside is very dark. It's stormy. You know, the sun is down. It's 40 below zero. Um, it's just not a good time. But in the game, when you go outside, it look, almost looks like you're on a beach. Uh, and there are a lot of prisoners outside as well, too, which is kind of mind-blowing. But as you make your way outside and head to the right side of the screen, you're going to come across a pile of rubble. Uh, in the movie, in the pile of rubble, Ripley pulls out uh, the remains of Bishop, his head and arm. In the game, this is where your blowtorch is. So in this pile of rubble is a blowtorch that you need to use in the screen previous to this, so in the uh, barracks screen. 
on the left-hand side, there is a door. You need to use this blowtorch on a door to, un to, to unseal it where you are going to get your flamethrower. The flamethrower is your first most important item to get in the game. The only way to kill the, the alien eggs is to use a flamethrower. So, with that said, you cannot kill any aliens with the flamethrower. You can kill a facehugger with a cattle prod, but you will probably die in the process of doing so. You cannot kill any alien with the flamethrower, and the pistol is goddamn useless. So, we have a flamethrower now. Now what we have to do is that we have to go through basically three floors, go into side rooms, take said flamethrower, and burn, break all of these eggs. Inside of these rooms are also face huggers that move very sporadically throughout the room. If they hit you, they are going to take a nice chunk of health off of you. There are no invincibility frames in Alien 3. If a hug, if a face hugger gets in into your hitbox and does not leave in a certain amount of time, you will flat out die. And you have to either start the game over again, or you will be respawned in the infirmary and you have to wake, make your way back to where you were. Um... Also, with that said, as you are walking through Fury 161, there are a multitude of aliens throughout the entire game. On floor one, where you kind of first start in the game, are facehuggers. Facehuggers are not really a huge issue. They're pretty much, you walk away and walk back to where you were and they're gone. When you go outside, uh, where you first found the blowtorch, you come across the big, like the, the the main aliens that you're used to seeing in the Alien franchise, the uh, shiny dome heads with the with the you know Scyther Pokemon looking hands and whatnot. You see them outside now, and they're they're big. Like you can avoid them easily. They they are not small <laughs> aliens by any means. So once you get Keycard Two, which is on the opposite end, north, uh, south, of where you'd use the blowtorch on the door, you go down, you find a crate, and you have to just happen to know to press the select button, and you'll find a second key card. The game is very cryptic, um, and I'll, I'll explain why in a minute with my uh, very excited news that I found out about this game. Um, so once you have your second key card, you basically have accessed the almost final area of the game. You now have to go way, way right into the where the uh, where the rubble was. Make your way through another vent system. Yes, you're gonna you're gonna hear vent system a lot. Uh, and understand what pattern it is to turn off the fans. Sometimes when you turn one fan off, it turns another fan on. And vice versa. So you kind of have to understand how the fans work and which way they're blowing. So there's a little trick to the fans that you can watch the blades and see which ways the blades are spinning. If the blades are spinning counterclockwise and you're above it, it's going to push you. If they're spinning... No, if they're spinning clockwise and you're above it, it's going to push you. If it's spinning counterclockwise and you're above it, it's going to suck you in. Uh, it, it's pretty typical physics when it comes to the fans. Um, but once you get your 
key card, you need to run to an area where only key card two can access. You open this, take your flamethrower, and you need to burn all, down all the eggs. In this little section, there are a ton of face huggers, uh, and dodging them can be kind of difficult. So in a few of the vents and along the way, you're going to come across medkits. You might want to pick one up, maybe two up just for precaution, but you have a limited amount of space that you can carry things. You will be, you will never fill up your weapon space, but you will fill up your item space. So once you've gotten through that little segment, this is where key car three, and this is where um, the pistol is. Pistol is useless. Just leave it alone. You just want key car three. Key car three is going to grant you access to the top Final most floor of the game. This is where the most tedious vent system comes into play. Because you have a very, very, very long vent maze to get through. And every single fan is pushing and pulling and doing various different things. There's a lot of backtracking and there is a lot of chance for error. Making you either game over or having to start from the infirmary again. If you have to start from the infirmary, face huggers do spawn inside of the infirmary, so you do need to be careful about that. As you make through the first the, the, the first maze, you're gonna come across an egg room, you need a flamethrower, and then you need to backtrack through that maze again to get to the other side, where you're gonna be greeted to floor three. Now, floor three, once you start heading uh, left, you're not going to encounter any aliens at all, oddly enough, right? Kind of strange. You're going to go left, and then you're going to go up. And then you're going to find a side room. In the side room, you're going to kill some more eggs. These should be the final batch of eggs that you destroy. Inside of this room is where you're going to come across your machine gun. This is your godsend because this is the only weapon that is going to kill the aliens. Now, if you keep going up from that side room, there is a knife. <laughs> Myself, Bangera, and a few others have spent countless hours trying to figure out in Theorycraft what this knife does. Because it's not a weapon. It is merely an item. The knife does nothing. That's right. The knife is merely just an item that has zero interaction with the game. So, what does that mean? If you recall in Alien 3, when Ripley, of, when, when Ripley confronts Andrews, she's asking about weapons, and Andrews says, We have carving knives in the mess hall. When you go and find that knife in Alien 3 Game Boy, that knife is in the mess hall. It is just pays homage to. It just pays homage to an item in the movie. Uh, many of us thought that it could be a, a, an homage to Aliens, the second Alien movie, where Bishop takes the knife and uh, plays that knife game that you stab between the fingers of a person's hand. Uh, we had a lot of different theories behind what that knife could do. Uh, it real it does literally nothing. Um, so yeah, <laughs> so now we, we've, we've 
gathered all three key cards. We now have the machine gun to kill these aliens. I'm assuming I need to kill aliens now, right? You are right to a degree. So, at the very start of the game, from the infirmary, if you keep going down and go left, there is a a map room essentially, and in that in that map room is an item that is a map. So, what this map does is obviously tells you where you are. Right, it's like, oh, okay, you're on floor two. This is what floor two kind of looks like. This is kind of where you are. The biggest necessity to this map item is that it has numbers next to aliens. It that number tells you how many aliens you have to kill to trigger the queen alien to appear. So by default, it's something like 61 or like 65 face huggers you have to kill. So mind you, the only place that face huggers spawn is on is by the infirmary. There is a speedrunning glitch we'll, we'll talk about in the speedrunning segment of this, but the only place that face huggers spawn is in the infirmary. Face huggers do spawn where there are eggs, however. If you kill face huggers in the egg rooms, they do not count. You have to kill them out in the wild. Okay, so you kill your 65 or whatever it is um, face huggers. Now you go into the barracks. In the barracks is another set of aliens. You need to kill something like 20 of them. Uh, and they spawn very, very sporadically as well. And when you kill them, they explode. Like their parts literally just explode. Like in Alien 3, the movie when the alien jumps out of the molten molten um, metal and Ripley triggers the, the um, sprinkler system to cool off the metal and the alien explodes into a million pieces, that's what happens when you kill an alien in the barracks area. So it's, I, found it, I found a safe way to do it where if you can get an alien trapped into a room and kill it, the pieces just stop. They they despawn once they hit a wall. So you kill it, walk away from the doorway, and you're safe. Um, once you've killed, I think it's like twenty or twenty five of them. Then you go outside and face off against the big aliens, uh, and you only have to kill like ten of them, five or ten of them. I think you don't have to you don't have to kill many of them. And the best place for them to spawn is is on the beach. I call it the beach. So, go to the beach, kill five or ten of them. But if you go too far right on the beach, you'll notice the crashed Eevee. And you'll notice an item next to that crashed Eevee. That crashed Eevee item is Bishop's head. Now, I know for podcast listeners and whatnot, some people just like to scrub or, you know, sometimes they don't listen to the full episode. So, I will, I will disclaimer this now. Do not... Pick up that item. Leave that item where it is. Because you can soft lock the game if you pick up that item too early. If you pick up that item and place it down too deep into the EV or too deep into an item, that item is no longer retrievable and you cannot finish the game with a certain ending. So, leave that. Leave Bishop's head right by the EV. Do not touch it. Once you have once you have killed your sixty five face huggers, your twenty five explodey aliens, your five or ten big boy aliens, 
Now, if you look at your little map item, it should have zeros next to all those aliens. Now, what you're going to do is that you are going to go back to floor three. And now you are going to see the big mama alien. You have to fight the queen on floor three. So if you remember in Alien 3, the movie, at the end when they're trying to trap the alien with the piston lever, that is exactly what you are going to be doing on floor three against the queen. What you need to do is that you need to spawn in this queen. Easier said than done already. Then you need to get the queen's attention again Easier said than done. Then you need to want, run up to the piston, which when you first start heading left in floor three, you're going to see a striped floor. You want to go straight up and you're going to see a lever. Pull this lever and a piston is going to start coming down the screen. What you need to do is if you follow that ribboned path all the way down, you're going to see basically a molten lava pit. You need to get the queen onto that ribbon path in between the walls on the on the lowest point of the screen keep her distracted keep her on you and hope to gosh she doesn't despawn or move away from the piston when the piston comes all the way down and if you are lucky you will push the queen into the molten lava molten metal whatever it may be then you have killed the queen if you miss the queen, that piston will go all the way back up at the same speed it came down, which is exceptionally slow. Exceptionally slow. So, let's say you got lucky and you killed the queen. Alright, congratulations. First of all, you've almost beaten Alien 3. Uh, you'll be presented a cutscene saying, hey... You killed the alien. Let's get the heck off this planet. You have killed the queen. Um, you have to have an item kit on you as well. I believe this item kit is on floor three at the on um, all the way to the left at the bottom. You need this item kit to reactivate Bishop. So you go grab your item kit. You walk all the way back down to floor one and go outside, which means you need to go through the maze, the maze of vents again. Mind you, if you haven't died yet, it is faster just to kill yourself in the vents and make your way back outside through there. There are no aliens to worry about anymore. Um, once, once you get back outside and get to where Bishop's head was, now you want to pick up Bishop's head and put it in your, in your item slot and then put it as your active item, and then next to the crashed Eevee, you're going to uh, talk to Bishop, and Bishop's going to be like, congratulations, you've, you've killed all the aliens in Fury 161, and thank you for reactiv reactivating me, let's leave this planet, and you, are you and Bishop are going to get into the Eevee and leave the planet. Now, this rolls credits, like, you've killed XYZ aliens, did you kill Queen? Yes. Here's your final score. Game over. Roll credits. Okay. So that's Alien 3 in a, in a nutshell, essentially. But I said there was another ending subtly in that, in that 
monologue I was talking about. There is there is an alternative ending to Alien 3. And God help your soul if you ever see it. Because it is a time-based ending. In that map item that I told you about where it counts down how many aliens you have left to kill. It also has a countdown to when the rescue crew is going to come to the planet to rescue you. Just like in the movie. I have never done the alternate ending legitly. Uh, because it's so long. Here, here is a, here's a time reference for you. It took me about five and a half hours to beat Alien 3 blind. In that five and a half hours, I did not trigger the alternate ending to the game. I put the I put the game into an emulator and fast and fast forward the frame count of the game. It took about twenty five minutes on the fastest uh, forwarding I could do in my emulator to trigger the alternate ending. The alternate ending just says, "Hey, we have res we have rescued Ripley from Fury One Sixty One. Game over." And it rolls, and it tells you how many aliens you've killed if you've killed the queen in your total score. Roll credits. So, with that said, I said I had a very special surprise for you all in this segment. So you're probably wondering how I knew Jason Austin developed this game. Well, our fantastic, wonderful producer Legs found a tweet from a long time ago about someone asking Jason Austin what the knife was for in Alien 3. In turn, uh, Jason Austin was like, yeah, it doesn't do anything at all, so sorry. Um, so in with that said, I reached out to Jason Austin myself, and I had a few questions of my own to ask him. As I am quite a big fan of the Alien 3 franchise, video game franchise, I very much adore the Game Boy Alien 3 game. I think it's a very well done game. I think it's actually a masterpiece for the Game Boy. Um, so I reached out to, to Jason and asked him, hey, Alien 3 has two endings, one escaping the pod and another after time has ran out. What inspired you to do this as many Game Boy games from that era never were were not were not ambitious enough for 1990 to 1993 and i also asked so why not finish the game with ripley falling into the fire much like in the movie itself so jason replies with uh, having two endings kind of hard to remember because you know remember this is 20 some years ago uh most likely it was a cool addition but as for ripley back then it wasn't the it wasn't a done thing to kill your protagonist at the end of the game even though it was that in the film so they probably never had plans to make you know alien 4 alien 5 video game or whatever or a sequel based off of alien 3 game boy but just back then it honestly was pretty unheard of to kill the main protagonist off at the end of the game because they kind of wanted to keep it open just in case something were to happen right think of the terminator for example terminator kills you know Kills um, Arnold Schwarzenegger at the end. Terminator 2, Arnold Schwarzenegger dies at the end. Who knows? I haven't even watched the, the most recent Terminator, so I don't know what happens there. So, you, you know, this kind of keep coming back, kind of ridiculous type deal. 
but uh, I, I, I 100% completely understand why. But um, so then I asked, I was like, hey, like, thank you for making me spend hours figuring out what this knife did in Alien 3. Uh, I found out that Jason Austin is has a love for text-based games, which explains why Alien 3 is so cryptic. If you ever read reviews and forums about Alien 3, the number one thing that you will see is, I don't know what to do in this game. This game is entirely too cryptic to play. If you've ever played a text-based DOS game, that is the center of those games. Like, what do I do? What am I doing with my life? And Alien 3 plays this so well in a visual format. Um, what does this knife do? Literally nothing. But you know what? You spent two hours theory crafting and trying to figure out if it meant anything. Good job. Where's this blowtorch at? It's in the rubble. Oh, yeah, I bet they're doing something. You know, I bet they were taking apart Bishop or putting Bishop back together, as they said in the movie. So, you know, there's a lot of this crypticness throughout this game that uh, it's a lot of trial and error. Like, oh, maybe I do this. Okay, nope, not here. What did that, what did, what's his, what did Andrew say? Something, something about this. Okay, maybe it's over here now. Or, oh, I haven't been to this one area yet. Maybe there's something over here I haven't found. Or, uh, oh, here's a pile of rubble or, hey, here's some crates that, you know, kind of looks, you know, oddly suspicious. Maybe I'll check out my items, my item menu here. And then that's how you figure out the game, basically. Um, so as time went on, um, I, I asked about the queen fight. I was like, hey, like the queen fight is really like it, it's it's not hard, but. It, it's hard. Like, it's it's very random whether or not you're going to kill this queen or not. And uh, Jason, you know, replies, yeah, apologies for this queen fight. It's uh, it's a bit random. It went, it went in very quickly at the end because that's what happens when you have five weeks to develop a game. Um, so the queen fight was probably one of the last things to be thought of and implemented because the game doesn't have any boss fights at all. And the game is so vastly different than the other consoles because on the Super Nintendo and the Genesis versions, Alien 3 is a side-scrolling platformer action game. On the Game Boy, it is a top-down adventure game. That is slow. It is a very slow-paced game. Um, but I was I had a lot of excitement that... I was able to reach out to the developer of Alien 3, one of my most beloved Game Boy games, and he took the time out of his day to reply back to me and talk to me about his game. This will probably be one of the biggest highlights in my retro career, at least for the time being. Uh, I have actually have never talked to a developer for any of the retro games uh, before, I, I I am friends with a couple of them. I may have talked to them about various other things, but I've never talked to them about their game. Um, so this was really, really a, a awesome, awesome thing for me. Um, so yeah, when we come back, I'm going to give uh, a little bit of a 
cross analysis, so to speak, to Alien 3 the movie, Alien 3 video game, Game Boy. So stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. So, cross analysis here. Alien 3 movie. Uh, just from quick notes that I dropped down, because I actually watched the movie semi-recently. Sigourney semi um, Weaver, again, plays Ripley. Um, assumes the role. Fury 161 is your prison complex, and EV Unit 2650 is the crashing... Uh, ship Bishop 341B which is the humanoid from Aliens or Alien 2 is basically incapable of doing anything it's, it's broken um, so when EV2650 crashes it has the face hugger inside of it the face hugger hugs, hugs the dog the dog is then impregnated by by an alien. Dog gives birth to said alien. Alien assumes basically the characteristics of the dog, and now we have an alien movie underway. Uh, some fun facts that Clemens, who is the chief medical doctor, is played by uh, Charles Dance. And if you don't know who Charles Dance is. Charles Dance is Tywin Lannister from Game of Thrones. So that was a kind of a, a fun thing to to uh, realize when I was re-watching Alien 3. Um, and Fury 161 is an all-male prison. There are no females at all. So when Ripley is saved and put into the infirmary, there's a little bit of an uprising happening because they're they're not too fond of of the ripple that is happening through through this prison. But rescue is supposed to arrive within one week. Uh, Ripley is told to shave her head. Uh, Ripley doesn't have super long hair, but her hair is long and long enough and curly where she does very much stand out like a sore thumb amongst all of the prisoners. So to help you know tie into the colony a bit better and kind of blend in she is advised by clemens to shave her head uh we also find out that the fury 161 has a morgue uh in this morgue is where uh the little 12 year old girl from aliens is stored and the um the male the corporal i think it is from aliens as well who was impaled during the EV crash. We notice that the prisoners have a barcode on the back of their head, similar to Hitman, if you've ever watched or played that franchise. And we found out that Superintendent Andrews is the the jailer, the uh the big the big the big man on campus, essentially. 
Uh, and then one of the prisoners, uh, who is played by uh, Charles Dol- uh, Child- Charles Dutton, or Dutton, uh, is playing Dylan, uh, who is a prisoner that tries to play, you know, tries to talk himself up, like, oh, yeah, I've murdered so many people and done so many bad things in my life. But he, in the end, um, during a scene when Ripley is getting Bishop's remains to activate a recording sequence, uh, she is assaulted and is saved by Dylan. So D- Dylan kind of takes her under his under his wing. Um, the prison, uh, Fury 161, has a plethora of vent, a vent system through it with fans. And in the movie, they even talk about how a fan can, can suck up a prisoner and cut them into pieces. Um, it's always storming, apparently, outside of Fury 161, and it's exceptionally cold. They said it was 40 below zero outside at one point in time. There's a pile of rubble with Bishop's remains. Oh, surprise. Uh, within and with Bishop's remains, um, Ripley then takes it back to the infirmary, hooks it up to the recording sequence to try and figure out what happened during the crash of the Eevee. Um, once Bishop, you know, explains, hey, this is what happened, this night, whatever, Bishop basically tells Ripley to deactivate him for good. He's like, they could fix me, but I'll never be what I once was. Ended for me, essentially. And she does. She pulls the plug. Bishop makes a couple weird noises and dies. In this sequence, also, Clemens is there to console Ripley uh, after everything that's happened. And this alien dog alien uh stands up behind Clem- clemens kills him and then ripley kind of fetal positions into the corner room and the alien gets real close to her face and kind of does like a little bit of a sniffing action and wants nothing to do with her because the alien knows that ripley is pregnant with a queen alien inside of her so um as we progress there are some prisoners kind of walking around some vents with those whistle candles lit and the candles keep getting blown out, which means that the alien is nearby. The alien is walking past the candles and blowing and blowing them out uh, with its just you know walking past uh, uh, wind. The vents are very spacious, and there are a ton of fans in them, much like the game. <laughs> the car there is a carving knife sequence where Ripley approaches Andrews and is like, "Hey, we need to fight this thing. Do you have any weapons here?" Andrews is like, no. And Ripley's like, this is a maximum detention center with no weapons. What what the heck? And Andrews makes the comment, hey, there are carving knives in the mess hall. So, yeah. Um, Ripley is, is showing signs of fatigue and some discomfort. And then she goes into her cryo chamber essentially in the Eevee and has 85 run a scan over her and we find out that she is indeed uh, indeed pregnant with an alien inside of her so and she realizes that it's a queen as well so we go back into the vents and in these vents the prisoners are trying to attract an alien into a very very narrow hallway which is uh, which uh, when the flip is switched has a piston that pushes um, things into this very tight 
um, crevice and then liquid uh, metal is poured into it. So after a while, after some hooting and hollering, they finally get the alien into this tight crevice. Then the piston push pushes Dylan and Ripley and the alien into this tight crevice. Ripley starts climbing out of the out of the crevice with some hesitation. Dylan stays behind and keeps the alien um, distracted long enough for the molten metal to pour over them. After some celebration, the alien flies out of the molten metal and starts immediately going after Ripley. Ripley then kicks the sprinkler system and it cools down the liquid metal and the alien explodes into a bajillion pieces. With all of this happening, the rescue team, quote-unquote rescue team, has now arrived to Fury 161 and are now trying to uh, take Ripley back for the alien that's inside of her. Uh, the creator of Bishop is now there and it's like, hey, I am not here to hurt you. I want to help you. Blah, 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 blah. Trying to convince Ripley to come back to the ship with them. Ripley doesn't buy it. And Ripley then basically backwards swan dives into the furnace. And while falling and plummeting into the furnace, the queen alien uh, explodes from her chest, is, is born. Ripley grabs it and holds it close to the chest as she plummets into the furnace, killing both herself and the alien. Now, that's the movie in a nutshell. Hope you've seen Alien 3 because it's been out for 100 years. The game. The game has weapons. The game has a cattle prod, a pistol, a flamethrower, which the only flamethrower I know of in alien game, in alien movies is Alien Two, because I'm I only count the original tr- trilogy to Alien, uh, and a machine gun, which again is homage to Alien Two. Uh, so we've already taken liberties uh, with the game, but understandable right you want to have a game that we kill some things like you know do have some sort of interaction with it um superintendent andrews did not like ripley and he did not want ripley walking around or being in fury 161 for that for that matter so when the cussings pop up and andrews is helping uh ripley throughout the game telling her where things are and like telling her what's going on. It kind of, it's kind of off character of Andrews to do so. Um, Clemens plays a, a huge important role throughout the entire movie in basically being the second half of Ripley, uh, being Ripley's, we'll call it, um, ro- we'll call it the romantic other for, for Ripley. And Clemens is nowhere to be found in the game itself. <coughs> in the game, as mentioned in the previous segment, that the prisoners there are prisoners running around. When the aliens are active, the aliens do kill prisoners, and that map icon does tell you how many prisoners are left, uh, which also plays true to the movie. The alien kills a lot of the prisoners, nearly all of them except for one. Um... 
So, with that said as well, the game itself, the only, the only similarity from the game to the movie is Fury 161. The, the actual structural unit of Fury 161. In the movie, there are no need for key cards. In the movie, there are no weapons. In the movie, there are no alien eggs. There are no multiple aliens. There's just one. And Ripley doesn't survive at the end of Alien 3 movie. Alien 3 video game. There are three different key cards you must collect. There are four different weapons that you can't collect. And there are various different amount of items that you can collect. At the end of the game, you can either kill the Queen Alien, which doesn't exist at all in the movie, and escape the planet with the broken down Eevee with Bishop, which we know Bishop wanted to die in the movie, or you can wait out like the six or seven hours that you need to do for the alternate ending for the rescue team to rescue Ripley and take her away. So there are some very, very big uh, leaps of faith with the game compared to the movie. Um, but overall, the game is actually quite fun. It is published by OJN, but it is a quite fun game. It's a very cryptic game, but it is quite fun. Um, and as for the box art, it's literally just a black box with the uh, green xenomorph on it um, curled up. This is Alien 3. It looks just like the box art didn't change at all between this between the game systems. It looks just like the movie poster. So uh, we're going to take another another quick break here. And when we come back, we're going to close out. So my thoughts and my history of Alien 3 video game. I might even get some history about the uh, movie as well, too. Um, what marathons we have coming up and all that other fun stuff. So stay tuned. everybody so a little bit of history with this um i didn't know alien 3 was on game boy again i i was one of the masses that had no idea this game was on game boy i have actually played nes on the old or i played nes i played alien 3 on the nes as a kid and i played it on the super nintendo as well as a kid um, i actually own both copies the nes and the super nes version of alien 3 I also now own the Game Boy version as well. Um, so when I I played Alien 3 for Game Boy Adventure, um, Bengara came into chat and was like, hey, I challenge you to play Alien 3 because he just got done doing an SRL race, I believe, on it. I was like, all right, yeah, sure, whatever. I mean, nothing like a side-scrolling platformer again, right? And uh, I popped it in, and it was not a side-scrolling platformer. It was a top-down adventure game. I was like, oh, this is very different compared to the other Alien games. So I sat there for five hours, and I actually beat... I technically beat the game in five hours. However, I soft-locked the game um, by picking up Bishop's head and losing it inside of another item. 
Uh, so I had to restart the game, but luckily it's one of those games that once you've beat it once, you can beat it again in about 20 minutes. So the second playthrough, I did it in about 25 minutes. Um, and I was the one that initially started the base route for Alien 3 and uh, made the leaderboard for Alien 3 as well. So that was pretty cool. Uh, figure out the death warps and everything else or death abusing and whatnot. So... With that said, uh, I've watched Alien 3 countless times. I've watched all of the Alien movies with the exception of... Here it is. I've watched all the Alien movies with the exception of... Covenant. And the most recent one, which is what... Alien Resur is not Prometheus is the most recent one, right? I didn't watch Alien Resurrection or Covenant. I watched Prometheus in theater. It was okay, um, but I still hold true to the Alien trilogy of Alien, Alien, Aliens, and then Alien Three. Uh, I grew up watching them uh, as a kid, so more more on terms with them than the the newer ones. Um, outside of that, I really don't have much more of a history than that. Uh, I do, I do push to try and get Alien 3 into a Tiny 10, maybe someday, but it is a pretty hard game to play blind. Like, it's very cryptic. Um, really outside of that, uh, speedrunning segment, um, I believe the game now is down to like a 15 minute time. Let's see if speedrun.com is actually going to work for us alien three game boy yeah so the game is now down to 15 minutes and 14 seconds uh and the world record is held by coughing rocks so and that was a two year ago world record so the not many people are active in alien three uh game boy but it, it is a fun game and um when I talked about the face huggers before, when you first pick up the machine gun, how I said you have to go back to the infirmary to kill the face huggers, well, there is a bug that when you first pick up the machine gun in that room where you picked up pick up the machine gun, if you kill those face huggers that spawn in after you, they do count towards the count uh, for face hunger face hugger killing, and if you kill the eggs fast enough. Uh, if you kill the eggs quickly, less aliens you have to kill. Like I said, the entire game is based off of timing. Um, and once you kill all the eggs, there's no more aliens to spawn. So uh, that's the premise of all of that. And like I said, death death abuse is a pretty regular thing in Alien 3 speedrunning because you want to go from floor 3 to floor 1, just hop into a fan and go back to the infirmary. Um... Outside of that, that's really all there is to the speedrun. A lot of it is just knowing where to go and and what fans to activate and deactivate. Outside of that, I hope you all really enjoyed uh, this episode of Alien 3. I was really excited to have this episode, especially after um, having contact with the developer of Alien 3. It really, it really um, made me more excited to to uh, 
talk about this game and have an episode based around this game. Uh, I really hope that I have another chance to reach out to Jason Austin if he does listen to this um, podcast or other developers for that matter. Uh, I would love to get in touch with you for your games. I, I love, even if we don't present it onto the show or have already had the game on the show, I love learning about um, the thought process behind behind the games, like why you did certain things versus other things. Uh, it's just it, it's very interesting for me to know just because I'm a very curious individual and I, I play a plethora of retro games. So uh, uh, with that said, um, marathons coming up. We have AGDQ coming up in January. Um, it's really about all coming up relatively soon. Power Up with Pride Winter will not be happening this year. Unfortunately, I was actually really looking forward to uh, submitting my secret speedrun that I've been practicing to that, but uh, we'll have to do it again some other time. Uh, I get it. Everyone's busy. So, um, With that said, uh, you can find all of our information on th- this is or gbrunners.com slash TIGB. Uh, where you will find a couple links, uh, one towards our Patreon. Uh, so if you want to be a patron with uh, This Is Game Boy, we do offer a couple tiers, and some of the tier rewards are quite nice. You can see some of the behind-the-scenes chatting that Mo and I have, uh, the notes that Mo and I supply for our episodes. And I've been thinking about trying to figure out how to allow our listeners to go into our podcast recording channel uh, and listen to Mo and I basically create one of these episodes. Uh, once we hit $20 a month in Patreon, we will be doing live streams of our podcasts. So if you want to see uh, Mo and I do this live uh, on Twitch and upload it to YouTube and obviously SoundCloud and all other podcast stations near you, um, Please, you know, we we're forever in your debt. Your money that you support us with goes to upgrading equipment, um, covering costs for hosting, and to pay our fantastic producer legs. Uh, we also have a link to PayPal as well, too. We understand that some people just don't want to do the Patreon route uh, because of, of the subscription, et cetera, et cetera. But if you are feeling generous and want to donate, a one-time donation. We do have a PayPal account open for that as well. Uh, also, it's also where you can find all of our social media and our Twitch channels and YouTube channels. So you can find me, Belthick, at uh, Belthick Gaming on Twitch and Twitter. And my YouTube is slowly getting there. Not quite there yet, though. Um, and you can find me at Belthick on Discord. You can find my fantastic co-host Mula uh, at Mula M-O-E-L-L-E-U-H on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube, and obviously Discord. And you can find our beautiful, wonderful producer Legs uh, with Legs on YouTube, Sprinty Legs on Twitch, and Legs in Discord. And also, like I said, you can find all of that information on gbrunners.com slash T-I-G-B with a, also a very short little biography of each th- of each three of us, the three of us. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the next time you hear from me, uh, I will be probably with Mullah, I- I'm assuming. 
uh, talking about some sort of video game. I think we're going to talk about A Link to the Past, or not A Link to the Past, <laughs> Super Nintendo, am I right? Link's Awakening. Until next time. I don't know why, but it is.